0: He's in lasso. Yeah, but Tart. I don't even know what the guy's name. Something Tart on San Francisco.
1: Something Tart. Tart, tart.
0: As soon as he dropped it, that's what I started doing. I was like, Jamie Tart.
1: (laughs) Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds versus Boys.
0: I think you're completely right here,
1: and I hate it. Stop doing dumb things. I got two... Phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Dude, is gone. You know, if this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. That is be the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching <clears throat> Brown cow.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 102 of Birds vs. Boys. The NFC and AFC championships are complete. We have the Super Bowl I was hoping for. Bengals, Rams, go Joey Burrow. He saved us from Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes or Matthews, whatever her name is, from TikToking all Super Bowl week. We don't have to deal with them anymore. Joey Burrow saved the day. The games were... Pretty fantastic, I thought. Uh, I think this was one of the best playoff runs for the NFL there has been in a long time. But Aiden, how are you? Welcome to the show. Did you enjoy
1: the weekend? I did. I'm coming to grips with the fact that football is over. It's one of those things, though. It's like this is how I felt when I left college. I was like, this was awesome. This was a great time but I've done everything that I could do here. That's how I feel about this NFL season. This was awesome. Like you said, this was a great year, but there's really nothing else left for us to do. We've got one game left. I'm like content with the fact that there's one game left. Like I feel like I've seen a ton of great storylines this year. There's really not a lot left for me to do. The only thing that keeps me
0: going is draft season, getting ready for the draft. I'm, I'm so happy that you and I are draft geeks, draft nuts. We can do our mock drafts that we're going to do because when it's February 27th and it's, you know, spurs jazz on TV on Whoa. Sunday on ABC, I, I will want to rip my eyes out with a fork. Oh, I'm big into the
1: NBA. This is big time NBA time for me. Oh, it's like not me. between now and then all right, uh, Super Bowl ends and usually my team's not in the Super Bowl. So I'm like into the NBA and then like after this and it's like full go who are we drafting. Yep. I
0: I am now full draft mode until like March madness begins which I enjoy and then baseball season which now spring training may be being pushed back because the labor negotiations are still happening so I am fully keen in now Super Bowl and
1: then draft. All draft all the time. We did pretty well with our draft content last year. So we are going to vamp that up this year. We're going to be doing a ton with that.
0: We got some fun things, uh, some fun content planned for you people. Fun content
1: as always. It's 102 episodes in. We've always got fun content for you. All we do is fun. (laughs) Tonight, content wise, we're obviously a a few storylines for us to touch on with our teams within the league. We have a funny TikTok coming up as well. And we have an interview with Ian Harditz of the one and only PFF, if we touched on multiple times on this show. Mm-hmm. But not only is he a member of PFF, he does the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast as well. So we do a lot with fantasy football. I love fantasy football. Kevin loves fantasy football. Out of the show, we constantly text about fantasy football. Yep. So he was a great guest to have on and a Cowboys fan as well. Didn't even know that. There. Yeah, I did sneak not peek know there. that. Sneak yeah, peek on that one. You can talk fantasy football all year long. I was I was thinking about this while we were talking to them. There are like very few things in the world where you'd want it to be your job because you have to do it every single day. Like the, even some of the things you like, if you did it every day, it'd be monotonous. Like even talking about the NBA, like in in October, not only do I want to not want to talk about the players, don't even look like they want to be out there in yep. October. But fantasy football, I think we could talk about it every single day, all the time, mm-hmm.
0: every day. All right. The thing that I, I don't want to talk about at all or any day, but we have to today is the, the new Washington team <laughs> name. Um, I I feel like they've joined the XFL or the CFL or, I mean, the commanders. Are we really doing this? The it's- Cowboys
1: and the commanders. That actually doesn't sound half bad. That sounds like a movie that has like a $2 billion budget and amazing graphics and it's With like – rock. You got yeah, and the rocks in it as like a space cowboy fighting cow, like you know he's like the leader of space force. And he's like the, yep. aliens, and they're, they're fighting cowboys and they're and fighting Kevin the, the cowboy in the sixties. Yep, it's, it's just you the, you know. com-
0: Commander Rock versus Cowboy <laughs> Kevin Hart.
1: <laughs> what a storyline! Hollywood is so easy. Oh, done. I could pitch that tomorrow to Universal, and we'd be millionaires. We yep. would never do this show again. Actually, nope. we'd do it every day a week because yep. we'd have nothing else to do. Yep. We'd we retire this to talk fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, from <laughs> an go island draft every day. Yep, from Bora Bora. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, easy money. But yeah, it, it was boring and predictable. N- nothing flashy. I, I, again, w- we'll touch on this with Ian as well. But they probably could have just kept the name. Yep or kept no name as their name and just forgot about it. It's
0: just like Joe Theismann leaked it last week by accident. And then there's helicopters zooming in the building. Like we knew what it was, but it's just, yeah, there were better options. Vince said it. It's just, there's better op. I mean, the red wolves wouldn't have been that bad. I don't know. Vince hasn't said it yet. (laughs) It's
1: The scene in the office. You're a murderer, sweetie, Todd. How do I know that? I'm not supposed to know that yet.
0: <laughs> Great episode. Well, he said it to us, okay? Earlier. Before. He said it to us backstage, for sure. He said it to us before, but it's in the future.
1: He saw that helicopter footage, and the first thing he did, he texted us. He was like, yep. they should have just kept the name as no name. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah, so, the um, of a
0: franchise. Yeah, I was about containers. to
1: say, you, you kind of just expect these things from from Washington at this point, and it doesn't fix the main problem to me. Well, I guess the main problem should be like the glaring sexual harassment issues that they've had for years. That would probably be the worst, but also like build a comparable stadium. They're going to draft to Desha- They're going to trade for Deshaun Watson, aren't they? Probably without a doubt, which reminds me, uh, TikTok tonight is top three destinations for Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, farewell to the 49ers. That was, uh, I really enjoyed them this year. But I guess it, they were right after all. Couldn't win it with Jimmy G. Jamie Tart.
0: Or I don't know. Jamie Tart is. Uh, He's in Ted Lasso. Yeah. But Tart, <laughs> I don't even know what the guy's name Something Tart on San Francisco.
1: Something Tart.
2: As
0: soon as he dropped it, that's what I started doing.
1: I was like, Jamie Tart.
0: Do- my wife is like what are you doing
1: (laughs) but yeah uh awesome awesome team the 49ers Debo was awesome George Kittle has always been awesome they have a great core yeah Fred Warner um whatever Bosa brother Nick Bosa they they're great and they had a lot of impressive wins you know they won at Cincinnati won at LA won at um Dallas and then won one at Green Bay like that's a hell of a resume but in the end, it was the problem that they kind of foresaw all year is like Jimmy G just like doesn't have enough to get it done.
0: I know we're going to talk about this as, as offseason progresses, but real quick, I, I, I saw it that um, our guy Chase from Chat Sports was putting it out there. I've heard other people connecting Aaron Rodgers to San Francisco, but like they just traded a boatload for Trey Lance. How are they going to give up more to then go get Aaron Rodgers? I just I just can't see it. I don't know.
1: I really don't know. And if, if they could absorb him contractually. I just
0: I don't, don't I, I don't, think, I don't think it's I don't think it's a realistic option. I know he's from out there and he would fit well on that team. I just I just don't see it realistically happening unless the Packers love Trey Lance and San Francisco is willing to give up the future for 2 to 3 years with Aaron Rodgers.
1: And well, I definitely would give up the future two or three years for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But um, well, after what I've had to deal with at work, I don't think I would. But we had another person this week. And I'm like, you're two months late. He said that shit like two months ago. Who cares? You know how many scandals have happened since he uh, was like, Hey, I lied, I'm not vaccinated. Like that I-, I couldn't even remember that that happened. I thought that
0: happened three years ago.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I just I don't I don't see it happening. But we'll uh, we'll definitely talk Aaron Rodgers and landing spots as the postseason
1: a, it is a long long offseason and after the draft as much as we love it the the summer months before training camp are a barren wasteland yes we will have plenty of time to yep. discuss things like
0: this that's when we're like uh what do you want to we want to talk about and then vince is all happy because he's like yes 25 minute episodes and then you and i still continue to talk for an hour and 15 minutes yep happens every time sorry buddy <laughs> all right where do you want to go there's a lot happening even though there's the season is over
1: let's do tom brady okay i think we have to there's other serious topics that we got to do this one you know like we got to touch on another one that we got to touch on tom brady officially retires it broke over the weekend so kind of right in between our shows which suck and then he officially announced it uh yesterday two days ago as you are listening and it's over 22 years undoubtedly the greatest football player of all time Probably will never be passed. Ending it with seven titles.
0: Tom Brady has seventy three career losses since two thousand fifteen. The
1: New York Jets have
0: seventy six,
1: <laughs> which is remarkable. And there are mo- multiple teams that never beat Tom Brady, include yeah, including the Cowboys,
0: Oh, and six. Remember it, that time that the Cowboys beat him in the Super Bowl? Oh wait, that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, the yeah, um, this. That is so. From an Eagles fan perspective, that people still hate on Tom Brady, which he had a cr- archetype as a character that I did not see coming. Where oh, yeah. he just became the most likable guy in the league. Tampa but Tom. Tampa Tom just became like the most likable. Like he used to be so uh, like sheltered. Yep. And now he just like put himself out there, and people were like, "Oh, hey, this guy's actually kind of funny." He literally turned into Florida Stanley. Yeah, he, he honestly did. And remember that story that Julian Edelman told where Brady like went off on him for like being on Twitter and being on his phone and now like Brady is the social media yep. guy. <laughs>
0: Hilarious. Yeah, it's uh it's it's funny too cuz like I like Vince is young. Vince, do you remember the NFL without Tom Brady? Yeah, he's shaking, he's shaking his, his head, head, head now. now.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was 5. Because he came in the league nineteen ninety nine two thousand yeah I was five years old.
0: Like the I remember the Tuck Rule game. I I remember the actual game. I believe it was a Monday night game or a Sunday night game when Drew Bledsoe got knocked out of the game on the sideline and they brought him in and it's like that was it. I mean I believe Mm -hmm. Drew Bledsoe won a playoff game for them that that postseason and then Brady started the Super Bowl and won but. It's just I remember the moment he won the first Super Bowl and he had his hands on his head like this and they weren't supposed to win that game against the greatest show on turf and the Rams. And it's just so
1: um, real quick. That's actually so that's my first football memory. I That's my first Eagles memory was losing that NFC championship to the Rams and then the Rams play the Patriots in the Super Bowl and Tom Brady wins. So literally, I do not remember football before Tom Brady was a part of it.
0: Wow, it's,
1: it's think great. about that. That's yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Twenty two years. I, I legit. I was five.
0: That's unbelievable.
1: <laughs> I was not five. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's and it, it's it's funny that like my wife was so happy when Tampa lost this year because she's just one of those she's just one of those people that doesn't hate him because of the Eagles connection, but just like doesn't want to keep seeing the same person in the Super Bowl, and I get that. But, at the same time, for me, i I love watching greatness. Mm-hmm. And if the Cowboys can't be in it, I want to watch the best players and watching him, whether it was this the twenty eight to three Super Bowl or what he did coming back last weekend against the Rams,
1: no game was ever out of reach. I was about to say we talked on it before we knew he was going to retire and just how that game was going. And you can see the other sideline tensing up, and like uh, I, like I told you, I was at a restaurant, and you could just feel the energy where everyone's like, "This is about to happen yep. again," and it happens every single time that that Tom Brady like has the ball, which makes me all the more appreciative of the Super Bowl that we had, that he was given the ball down five with two minutes left, and and did not go down and score, and was instead strip sacked. Like, and now I think I Eagles fans and Tom Brady have like a mutual respect. Yeah. Especially for people my age, like that was one of my first heartbreaks as an Eagles fan. He he beat us in the Super Bowl. And then my greatest triumph is beating him in the Super Bowl. But is, it, it was I, I was surprised that he didn't go out on top. Like I thought he'd come back and be like, this is the last ride. I'm doing one more. I'm gonna try to win a Super Bowl and go out on top and this is it. And kind of do that farewell tour that we've seen other athletes like Kobe Bryant do.
0: Yeah, apparently he said
1: he did not he was never
0: gonna do what he did not want to have a farewell tour.
1: So I see. I, I always thought that that that's what he would not, not really the farewell tour. Cause a lot of athletes in the farewell tour, um, kind of sector are beyond their prime and don't have any, like they, they won't compete for a championship because they don't have the talent. Tom Brady could win MVP this year. You know, I mean, yeah, like that That was a was great the best quarterback team. in the league this year. Yeah, honestly. And if they re-signed Chris Godwin and had a healthy wide receiver core, like they can run it back next year. Oh,
0: absolutely. Dude. I was listening to, um, Michael Lombardi, Lombardo or Lombardi, who was on uh, Pat McAfee yesterday, who worked in New England and with Belichick and Brady. And he said he he truly believes that Brady signed on for two years down there. And that was always his mindset. He was going to do the two years and then he was walking away. Which I always, you know, he said he said he wanted to play till he was 45 and he could. But it was always that mindset And I think that mindset with his family as well, that he was going to do
1: two years down there and then that was it. And get one more ring or at least try to get one more ring. Yeah. And then also um, I did not like how the retirement news was broken and that the greatest football player of all time did not get to break his own news. And I know as a journalist, it's your job to break news, but I feel like there's certain instances where you got to sit on a story. Like this was not your moment. And I'm assuming everyone I this is how this is my conspiracy theory. And a lot of people have this conspiracy. They sat
0: theory. on the Aaron Rodgers story. They knew that whole time.
1: Until draft day, and they're like, Oh, we have a huge draft event on ESPN. Yep. Oh, well, now's a good time to dump the store and have everyone tune in about the Aaron Rodgers thing. Yeah. So I just thought that was like it was not your story to break. He's the greatest football player to ever play. Let him do it on his terms and, and his time. I want to hear it from his mouth. And they kind of just Ruined it and spoiled it. Not everything has to be a tweet. Like, yep. if that were in the Man in the Arena documentary and you're oh, watching it, there, yeah. Say you're sitting there watching and you hear it from Tom Brady himself recapping the season and then just be like, that's why I decided to retire. Like, that is like jaw dropping content that HBO and their premiere content couldn't even script. Yep.
0: And there we have Adam Schefter having it. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. and that that's my theory is that they were setting it up to for it to be a man in the arena which is on espn plus adam Shafter and jeff darlington obviously worked for espn yep. so they got the intel through the documentary that this was going to happen and they kind of took it and ran with it and that's that's what i that's my conspiracy theory
0: do you think new england fans should be angry at all with the retirement where he didn't mention Belichick in New England and all that. Or do you or do you believe he did that when he walked away from New England and then he was kind of saying goodbye to his second part of his football life, and then he's gonna go back to New England and retire as a patriot.
1: I was about to say, I'm still waiting I feel like there's another shoe to drop. Like I feel like there's going to be a point where he does do a whole New England thing. Yep. The whole there's gonna be like Tom Brady Day in New um, England, just like Um, I didn't want to compare it to Patriots day because that was a bombing of a marathon, Mm -hmm. but just like a, you know, like everyone in Boston kind of rallies around that at that time. And I feel like in a much smaller scale, they would rally around like a Tom Brady day.
0: And the Nick Foles, congratulations tweet. Did you see it? Awesome.
1: With the handshake.
0: Was he trolling?
1: Yeah. Without a doubt or whatever assistant runs his Twitter account did a phenomenal job, but that that was, yeah, but it was like, it was like classy little. Yes, Yeah. 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 It was fun. (laughs) They shook hands after all. I love it. So real quick touch on it. Um, from your viewpoint and then I'll touch on it quick for my viewpoint. The NFC is kind of just in chaos. Yeah. So Tom Brady is retired. Sean Payton retired as coach of the saints. Aaron Rodgers could be on his way out. This is pure chaos in the NFC. How do you feel about it from a Cowboys point of view? Does this enhance your, uh, Bowl uh, desires?
0: Absolutely. Um, Tom Brady being gone, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having major cap issues. Who knows if Bruce Arians comes back, he may say, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to roll this back with Blaine Gabbert. Like you said, Sean Payton, not being there. They don't have a quarterback. They're in cap hell. We don't know what's happening in Seattle with, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, and then if Aaron Rodgers leaves, he goes to
1: Joe I don't Rogan know,
0: podcast, Denver, maybe, Pittsburgh, maybe out of the NFC. What's who's at the top? The Rams, maybe mm-hmm. Arizona, but again, Arizona is always flip-flopping. Yeah. San Francisco is gonna be there, but at the same time. We don't know what Trey Lance is going to be in his first year really starting. If the Cowboys can roll it back, get a lot of these free agents back on defense, Dan Quinn is back, a fully healthy Dak Prescott, a healthier Ezekiel Elliott, rebuild the offensive line. I think this team has a legitimate chance to, I don't want to say go on a run. I don't want to say make it to the Super Bowl. But I think they have a chance to be one of the top four to five contenders in the NFC.
1: I agree, unfortunately. A lot of these teams have questions this offseason. The, uh, the Cowboys are no stranger to that um, with just the decisions that they have to make. And for the Eagles, from this point of view, a lot of people are saying it, you know, you're not as far off as you think from mm-hmm. competing. Do you go and try to trade some of these first-round picks for Russell Wilson? If the opportunity is there, I assume that they will try to do that. Do I think that's the right move? I don't know. I really don't. I think I'm there's a lot of studs. on the team. Yeah. It, it, but it's like, you know, you look at it from every point of view. Will they actually draft three studs? This is a, a, a front office that has struggled to do so in years past. So I don't know. I really don't know. But it seems like the NFC is there for the taking, and you need yep. a franchise quarterback to do it.
0: I am just – I am thankful my team is not in a conference with Mahomes – And Allen and Burrow and Herbert and Carr (laughs) and all those studs. Like like, Lamar. Who knows Lamar? Who knows what Mac Jones is going to turn into? Ryan Tannehill. I mean.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. The the Titans. You got to, you know, like if you're the Titans, like what do you do? Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I. You're a murderer, Sweeney Todd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I. I honestly, I think the NFC is wide open. I, and the schedule is going to be harder for the Cowboys this year. Obviously, they for the second year in a row, the Dallas Cowboys are playing both Super Bowl teams. Who do what? What NFC
1: division do we play? Uh, I'll check right now.
0: We play the Vikings, of course, like we do every year. So then it's uh,
1: the NFC North. Because why would you play the Vikings? Because
0: uh, um, so the Cowboys play. Yeah, we're playing the North. Bears, Lions, Cowboys at home next year, besides the division. Bears, Lions, Bucks, Colts, Texans, Bengals at home. On the road, Packers, Vikings rams jags titans
1: that could be insanely hard or insanely easy i have no idea at this point gonna (laughs) be a long offseason this is like nba level shape-shifting that could it happen this this offseason which makes it fun makes it a year-round league and gives us something to talk about for for sure And your Philadelphia Eagles at
0: home at Lincoln Financial Field, besides the division, the Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans, New Orleans Saints, Pittsburgh Steelers. They could legitimately run that at home. I don't know. uh, And then on the road, besides the division, at the Bears, at the Lions, at the Texans, at the Colts. Hell yeah. At the Cardinals.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Can't wait for that Colts one.
0: I mean, Giovanni's going to flip the coin of that game, right?
1: He moved. Too handy. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. So he's going to if they don't if they don't have him come out and flip the coin or be an honorary captain for both teams, you imagine he just walks out there with a half Wentz jersey of both.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Half Eagles, half Wentz. Yeah.
0: <laughs> half Eagles, half Wentz. Yeah. Like or half, half Eagles, half, half Colts. Colts.
1: Half e- e- well half well, Eagles like, jersey and yeah. half Wentz Colts, jersey. Yeah. Colts. Yeah. 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 He has to. (laughs) He has to. to. But yeah, so it it leaves the NFC in turmoil. The uh, AFC—that's just like the perfect like passing of the torch situation, where like Joe Burrow's in the Super Bowl. Mahomes is obviously awesome. You touched on all these guys. Herbert, who we love—it's just like it's in good hands. Yes, it's it's, uh, you know, Tom Brady has has changed the game forever, and now it is in the hands of uh, a, a. core and a class of quarterbacks that is going to take it to the next level after that.
0: I love that the week before everybody's like Mahomes and Allen are the new Peyton and Brady. They're gonna be seeing each other in the AFC championship for years to come and Joe Burrow's like fuck you just say.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're gonna be doing that like argument like every year. Is Herbert and Burrow yeah. <laughs> the new Brady and Manning? Going yeah. to be like, oh, they just got smoked by twenty-one against yes. the Chiefs. <laughs>
2: <Jeeps." laughs>
1: Who knows? Yeah, it'll be fun though. I mean, it's... it'll be a lot of fun. And Tom Brady has left it in good hands, and we'll we'll see where we go from here. Um, and then one last storyline, I think, for the day. Not the mm-hmm. most fun one, but I guess we have to touch on it. Yeah. There is an aspect of it that is fun. I will say that Yep. We'll, we can make this as lighthearted as possible.
0: I mean, this is a ballers episode. I don't know how this is real life. All oh yeah.
1: Without a doubt. There, I watched it today. There is a skit in Curb Your Enthusiasm where this exact thing happens. I don't know if you saw it. No. Uh, I'll show it to you later. Um, so basically Brian Flores is suing the NFL uh, stating as racial practices – or racist practices the best way to describe I, what the I, suit is about i don't know I the think, technical yeah. term we andrew gotta get our just, lawyer on
0: yeah we do need to get andrew on
1: especially that my heat and air is fixed and i can wear a suit and it won't be okay. 90 degrees in here
0: congratulations to andrew as well he's gonna be a dad now too they just
1: announced i saw that oh yeah Shout out. you guys can you know grow up together yep we're gonna go to turks yeah with all the kids with all the kids yeah <laughs> Or you're going to run away to Turks. Yeah, he's the (laughs) Yes. Yep. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so, all right. Brian Flores suing the NFL. Um, It's in response to the Rooney rule and just kind of Rooney rule being a sham where teams seem to be interviewing one African-American head coach, not really putting them into serious consideration for head coaching positions and kind of having pre- um, or I guess prejudice biases Pre- towards white coaches and yep. kind of predetermining who their coach is going to be and not giving African-Americans the proper chance. This has been, that is the serious part. The rest of it, like you said, is like an episode of ballers. It's so, just, and the, uh, him
0: saying that the Broncos brass showed up like hung over an hour late, like the year that was the year, the year before he got the dolphin job, I believe the, the That was not this year, right? Or was it this
1: year? I believe so. I don't think he interviewed this year for the Broncos.
0: That was when he was interviewing with the – but,
1: yeah. uh, To to touch on that, just to go further, so that was one piece of evidence that he had. The other piece of evidence that he had was that um, Bill Belichick – it, this is like the main piece of evidence. Yes. He thought he was texting Brian Dable. He was texting Brian Flores, congratulated him on the job, and then had to backtrack once he realized that he was texting Brian Flores and say, hey, sorry, I got the
0: <laughs> the wrong Brian. He goes, sorry, I fucked this up.
1: Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I fucked this up. And then just his initials at the end, BB. And then the ending, just thanks, Bill.
0: <laughs> the best part was he was like, congratulations again getting the job and he's like where the giants he's like i interviewed there thursday like he sending- <laughs> yikes and then and then like that awkward pause it was probably like 15 minutes when brian flores was like i don't know coach are you talking do you think you're texting brian dable or brian flores
1: that light bulb moment. Can you imagine sitting there in his living room, whoever Brian Flores was talking to, when they put it together that Bill Belichick texted the wrong person? Ugh. Unreal. Or is Bill Belichick getting back at the Giants after all these years? I do like that conspiracy theory. And then today, the latest development tomorrow when you listen. So Brian Flores did an interview on Get Up on ESPN this morning. What do you think he- about that? I The, the, I, the lawsuit I think- just went out. I think you got to face the music and, and kind of talk about it and say, hey, this is why I'm doing it. I have no problem with you doing like a sit down interview. If you're doing sit down interviews every day, then I'm like, all right, well, like, what are you trying to do? Like, yeah. this is obvi- this is a legal proceeding. It's yes, not an exactly. Deal. But if you do one interview, like, I think it's fair to, to kind of lay out what your cause is. This is why I'm suing. This is the evidence. This is what I'm doing just publicly one time. And you did it twice. He did two interviews? Yeah, he was on CBS Good Morning and and also Get Up. Okay, now you're pushing. During that time, I would recommend, and I am not a lawyer, but I did have a marketing degree, so I know a little bit about PR. I would recommend that your lawyer do not compare you to Rosa Parks. Yeah, that was (laughs) stooge. Do do not (laughs) let your white lawyer compare you and say you are the Rosa Parks of the NFL.
0: Like, what are we doing? No! <laughs> that can't happen. No. And it happened. No.
1: Especially from just like a middle-aged white guy. Do not utter that from your mouth.
0: No. That part I thought I thought was like from the movie Don't Look Up.
1: Uh, it's, it's... Right? It was insane. You're just like, what are you doing? Why would you say that? It's like that moment where everyone's like, moving on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> oh, and she freaks out and they're like, well, alright, moving on. It's just... The whole thing is is I, I'm very interested to see how it's moved forward or if they settle and it's swept under the rug like these things always are. Mm-hmm. And we kind of don't hear from Brian Flores much anymore because, I mean, he fell on the sword, and I think he knows he's falling on the sword.
1: Yeah. Yep, I was about to say, that is a guy who probably will not have a head coaching position again in the NFL It's just kind of the nature of the beast, which is a shame. So hopefully he does win his suit then. And I think he could, I think he has a great shot of winning it. I have no legal expertise, but as someone who read those text messages, it seems pretty clear what was going on. I,
0: I hope he gets to go to like a a good college team and dominates in the college ranks or something, because I, I, I know the stories that he seems to be an asshole and he had a lot of issues with management. He had issues with players, especially with Tua, but I mean he he obviously loves football. he's obviously good at his job. he loves to win. I mean he was offered a hundred grand per loss by the owner of the Miami Dolphins. He's like, yeah, that's not how we do things. That's how that's a guy I would want running my team.
1: Yeah, it feels like a guy who probably has a good pulse and uh, like a good heart and probably needs a lot of work on the X's and O's of the yeah. game. Um, but that has nothing to do with the Dolphins purposely trying to lose. No. Listen, I can't talk. I, we were purposely trying to lose here in Philadelphia for, for a long time for the basketball team. What, I, what do you I, do
0: if you're the, you're the head coach and the
1: calls you in the office? Me? I'm poor. I am saying, listen, you, I'm going to show the, the team one play. And one play only for the film room study that week. We're going to run QB sneak Joe like Judge. Joe Judge did from the five yard line. And we're going to do that 60 times. And I'm cashing 100K. And We're going to do that nine times. We're going to do that nine times. We're going to be out of here, going to be 0 and 17. I'm going to get a nice quarterback. And what's 17 times 100 grand? Because I'm going to be sitting pretty after this mm-hmm. 1.7 million, if I'm doing That's, my math
0: right. That is the math. <laughs> That is the math. Yeah, it's a it's a wild story, it's a crazy story, but it's a true story.
1: <laughs> I love how how many times in society in the past few years you could be like, it's a wild story, it's a crazy story, but sigh yeah, it is a true story. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else around the NFL that we need to cover before we
0: get into our interview? No, no. Um, I think that was pretty much it. I'm looking forward to this interview with Ian.
1: All right. Let's get into it then. Our interview with Ian Harditz of PFF and the PFF Fantasy Football Show. I listened to his show today. It was pretty incredible. Like we said, we love fantasy football. So we'll get into it right now. Here is our interview with Ian Harditz of PFF.
0: Maybe Chris Collinsworth will hop on with him. All right, Aiden, we are now joined by Ian Harditz from PFF. He covers the NFL as well as fantasy football for PFF, and he's the host of the PFF fantasy football podcast what's going on man thanks for hopping on birds versus boys how we doing
3: appreciate you guys having me i so i am a cowboys fan by nature and i have a shirt that's got another you know, cowboy guy like just sticking up the bird and it says fuck the eagles so oh, I let's go uh, perfect fortunately left that in cincinnati was gonna rock on the show but either way boys great day to be great
0: Ah, oh, that is all right so now ice broken i love it i, love <laughs> I was it. about to
1: say this makes it even better i had so many fantasy football questions we could have just done eagles cowboys right? right
3: let's do it man <laughs> let's go all the way back i will say this though even as a cowboys diehard like roy williams was my favorite player like the mm-hmm. safety fuck i don't want to talk about the wide receiver you know, with all due respect
0: <laughs> he's not even a real but the
3: first player from a team that I hated that I just had to respect because of how much of a baller he was, Brian Dawkins,
0: absolutely 100% my Yeah. I wrote I wrote an article about him um for our website uh branded sports what like 3 or 2 or 3 years ago and he retweeted it and I was like, "All right, oh. it was like I think I actually named it like it was you when made he went it, man. to the Hall of Fame, something about uh Brian Dawkins' career and from the eyes of a Cowboys fan." And he was Ooh. like, "Oh, okay." It was good. It was good. It. All right. This makes this question makes even more sense to start it off then since you are a Cowboys fan. Please describe the new Washington commander's name in one word. Uh
3: rip off with a hyphen. Because so we'll <laughs> there's a San Antonio Commander's man. My AAF dogs. Like, come on, right? you can't be stealing. Like it's the most. AAF name ever you literally stole the name from an AAF team like it's freaking uh it's, it's absurd so I don't know man the worst part was I just I was looking at this like viral tweet before I got on here from someone like pointing out like let Instagram make these jerseys and the team names and stuff because the Red Wolves and the – um, there's another one, the Red Birds with the plane on it. Yep. There were so many other, like, good options. And we had all forgotten about the issue anyway and all come around the football team in the first place. So they're now, like, solving this uh, problem that probably didn't need to be solved. Uh, it's almost like they have an important court date coming up tomorrow. So yep. just another uh, – <laughs> just, just more class from the Washington uh, – Whatever the hell we're calling them now. Commanders.
1: Oh, Oh, man. Classic look over here while this goes on over here type of strategy. We're going (laughs) to go on the today show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we've got some fantasy-centric questions for you based on our football teams that we like so it makes it even better that we get the two for one where you're a Cowboys fan and a fantasy expert so we'll start with the Eagles first the goal of Eagles fans and the dream of Eagles fans this offseason is to pair Devontae Smith with a dynamic playmaking wide receiver on the other side whether it's signing Chris Godwin Allen Robinson trading for Calvin Ridley I've seen rumors for that too would that hurt the fantasy value of guys like Devonte Smith and Dallas Goddard, because it's going to take away their target share or what it helped them because defenses can't key in on those guys.
3: It's almost always targets. We just want the volume. That's why, you know, you don't need necessarily even be a great real-life player to be good in <laughs> fantasy. So, yeah, like when I hear this stuff, like with Ridley and, and you know, Wolf forward, whoever the hell you want to put on the Eagles, I get it. They absolutely need an upgrade at number two receiver. But in the most run-heavy offense in the league, I mean, Devontae, I think we can all agree last year, looked pretty damn good. And you look yep. at his efficiency numbers, and he really wasn't that far off from uh jamar chase i think he separated a little bit towards the end of the year but you know better than like jalen waddle waddle was someone that didn't even post that great efficiency numbers just got peppered with those targets mm-hmm. so no man it'd absolutely be a uh, problematic and some offenses yeah we can enable multiple pass catchers but now look at the freaking Bengals. until really the last couple of weeks in the playoffs it was always one of higgins or chase going off every week just because there's only one football to go around so in real life have one like it's going to help out the eagles absolutely but in fantasy land it really would hurt the value of everyone involved and i actually just had an article go out on the top five like most fancy friendly wide receiver spots where I looked at basically every single potential free agent coming up and just did a short like you know available targets thing to see which teams have the most available targets and whatnot Eagles dead last there's only 28 targets up for grab in this offense and I get it like if Ridley comes you know Jalen Rager Quez Watkins they can kiss a lot of their targets goodbye but you know to have an offense that is one so run heavy you already have your top two guys seemingly Devontae and goddard nobody is leaving no we don't want anything, anything to do with that in fantasy
1: <laughs> <laughs> gonna be honest full disclosure listen to your podcast today enjoyed it very much and that might blow up my second question because i was gonna say where would you rank the eagles in terms of those fantasy friendly <laughs> teams that you're <laughs> <dead> talking last absorbing <laughs> last baby <laughs> i was like I was keep
0: like, record oh, on yeah. the field
3: So here were like, yeah, okay. Here are the bottom five and available targets. The Panthers, the Vikings, the Bengals, the Broncos, and the Eagles. So it's not like anything against the Eagles as even like a passing game. Like Jalen Hurts, he was putting up like over – he had, what, two – he had four starts as a rookie I think he threw for over 300 yards in two mm-hmm. of them and he had a nice like pace kind of going in the first five or six games but they had that first Lions win and they just started running the absolute piss out of the ball and we we're all kind of like okay was that the Lions or like is this actually their new offensive identity and you know to next series credit it got him to the playoffs again yeah. it worked out fabulous in a uh, real life as I am not being a Cowboys fan shitting on the Eagles but in <laughs> fantasy football there is one damn thing we could depend on in that in that offense and that was Jalen Hurts so so, and that is kind of something we see in some of these offenses. You know, your Lamar Jacksons of the world. Yeah, you'll get the spike uh, touchdown years every time, you know, from time to time, I should say, from your Mark Andrews. Mark Ingram had that one great year, but those Russian quarterbacks, man, when they're running, when they're scrambling instead of throwing the football, and then when they're just kind of causing the whole offense as a whole to be more run first, you just really don't see usually more than one pass catcher, and sometimes zero running backs uh, end up being worth them in fantasy land.
1: Yeah, and it feels like for the Eagles, they're ready to take that next step in real life, but it's going to cause them to decline in fantasy. So we want to see Jalen Hurts become a better passer, but that's probably going to hurt oh, yeah. him in fantasy because we relied on his legs for points Facts. So much this year. Facts.
0: <laughs> so keep him good at fantasy. Keep him bad in real life. That's my that's my hope. All right. You got to talk to me a little bit here about Trayvon Diggs. So obviously you're a Cowboys fan as well, but so he led the league in interceptions, selected as an All-Pro, but he graded out for PFF as one of the worst cornerbacks I think to ever play the position ever, even not in P football. Quite. So what what type of season do you think he had numbers wise and realistically wise on the field this year?
3: I mean, I think the interceptions are worth it, man. Like, look if if it was really this possible to just Get these interceptions like whenever you want. I think someone else like will be getting ten plus picks every single year. Like you can't just be a bad cornerback and still get this many yards. But like there's a reason why I named him captain of my Jameis Winston All Star team, and that's not <laughs> yep. meant as a bad slight on him. It's just the fact that for someone that can be so good, that's yep. for certain stretches of the game, and then be so bad in others. The only cornerback in the league to allow over one thousand receiving yards in his coverage. To Diggs' credit, he did move around a lot, and the Cowboys yep. usually weren't making a big habit of giving him, uh, you know, a ton of help. I know that's something that. Eagles' own cornerback, uh, Darius Slay gets a lot of credit for around the league. Like the fact that not only does he follow the number one wide receiver week to week, he very rarely has safety help. So, you know, when I see like DK Metcalf going bonkers against Darius Slay, like I don't hold that really against him the same way as we would against, you know, some number three corner on a random team who isn't good enough to get that responsibility in the first place. So I think, you know, when you kind of include some of those things for digs, it's a lot easier to come away with. Always, as most things in life go, you know, somewhere in between kind of the mass consensus of he's the best cornerback to ever play, and he absolutely sucks. But in terms of PFF grade, I'm looking at it right now. I think we – yeah, okay, we have him. This is among, like, freaking 300-plus players in coverage. He's 48th, and among cornerbacks, he's 31st. So – no, not as high as you expect someone, you know, with eleven damn interceptions to be. But he's still okay. He's still okay. Our PFF grades always catching so much flack, I, and it's like it show is, me, saw- show me these better grades from these other companies, you know, that we got out there. I like, love that. Find me something. That's fine. And, you know, if someone from Yahoo or Roto World or whatever they're calling themselves these days, if someone has something to compete with it, then fantastic. Let's all become smarter. But so much of it is just like that sucks when it's just also reflecting the same thing usually. QBR, yards per attempt, whatever the hell.
0: How want, How so. is that <laughs> internally at PFF? Like do you guys joke about that all the time? Do
3: you yeah, get mad? Get used to it, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's anyone that's been in the fantasy community for a while knows that uh, you're going to catch a lot of flack just week in and week out. We're trying to predict the future of hundreds of players a year, like, multiple yep. instances like think about all the dot. Di- you, you can have like five different opinions on a player depending on the format we're freaking talking about like what we're trying to do is impossible we're going to be wrong uh what i always say though is just like you know I, I'm, I'm pretty confident what i'm doing as long as people continue to say damn me and what the hell were you thinking after the game instead of before it so yep. as long as no one's completely undressing your argument before the football has up even been snapped i think you're doing okay absolutely <laughs> All right.
0: So speaking of having multiple opinions on a player, I think a lot of people have multiple opinions on Ezekiel Elliott, whether it's on the field or fantasy land. So going forward next year in fantasy, where do you rank him? Do you think he's going to be even a top 20 running back? Do you think Tony Pollard is going to start to eat into his value even more? Because I believe Tony Pollard should be the starting running back for the Dallas Cowboys and Is this going to be his last swan song with the Cowboys this year?
3: I think it will be his last year. I'm pulling up his contract right now. Yeah, they can get out of it after next year yeah like they can't they can't do it this year like 30 eating, million dollar cap it <laughs> even if even if, even if they cut it after gym first you're looking yep. at 18 million 18 yep. 30 whatever the hell that's that that's is done. absurd for it's running back like the worst contract <laughs> for a blocking specialist it's just not even close so i mean it's just so this was like one of the things with zeke going this last year and i actually have an article coming out uh tomorrow on um thursday about this like it's kind of a myth that these running backs get so many touches in a single season and then immediately break down i mean there's been let's see I think the sample size was like 19 running backs that had 400 plus touches the season before. And it was like all but five of them played 14 plus games in next year. So like if you really feel confident, like a 26% hit rate on kind of predicting these guys to just get hurt and completely fall off a cliff, I think you're going to be missing on that. But anyway, like people were using that argument for Derrick Henry this past year. And okay. He ended up being one of the five that worked. So fair play uh, to everyone that got that. But the one thing I looked at was like, why do we just draw a line in the NFL? What about college carries and stuff yeah. like that? Had. And once I added college on to professional, it was like Zeke had like an entire season's worth of carries over even Derrick Henry going into the last season. So wow. it's one of those things, man, where I think, you know, I mean, look, I mean, uh, you watched all the Cowboys games last year. There was a big difference in Zeke in the first half of the year and the yep. second half, particularly first five or six games. But I remember that, you know, uh, the, the one game without Dak and you know Zeke's actually you know making the game breaking play at the end like shedding two tackles showing some burst for a change so I I get it he's not Tony Pollard but one of the things it's sad that your 90 million dollar running back isn't your backup running back like guys I, I understand like relative yeah. to his contract this is a disaster but if we want to talk about the actual player more like he's not tony pollard but put tony Pollard's stats against like any running back in the league and you're going to see him in the top five and everything that's how freaking good the guy is in terms of yards after contact missed tackles force and all that so but I he think, gets
0: six he gets six touches in a playoff game It'll different.
3: No will be i know man so freaking <laughs> brutal but hey i'll tell you what like you know we mock zeke as like this blocker and no you don't want to be known for that that blitz pickup he had oh, in the playoff game on that uh, third down, yeah, it was freaking insane. So, and he's been doing that since his days uh, at Ohio State. I'm a Columbus boy, so I've I've really been watching uh, Zeke, you know, all the time mm-hmm. over this uh, past decade. So, in land man, it's gonna be tough to keep him out of. Really, I would say he'll be a bo- probably borderline RB one, top twelve potentially, just because again he's gonna get the volume and he, look. Look, they continue to have 90 million reasons to start them ahead of Pollard. Like, I don't yep, think we're yep. going to just have them uh, randomly wake up and do a different thing. Some people are overstating it. You know, a fun thing to do after the season's over, you have guys like Zeke that played every single game and just, you know, get your Twitter engagement and be like, Zeke was the RB6 last year. And everyone's, you know, acting like he just sucked. It's like, well, he was the RB19 in fantasy points per game. We can, you know, be adults about this uh, situation yep. here so uh it's it's one of those things where it's unfortunate that he has this role in this offense and he's not the top five RB that he was a couple years ago does that mean he's going to be outside the top 20 though i don't think so just too much touchdown equity to go around we know he's always liable to catch 50 plus balls a year in the checkdown game god forbid he is a little bit healthier man Maybe we do do get a little bit of a return to form from Zeke. Look, this will be the cheapest we can ever buy him. So it's not like – like if we can get Zeke in the third round, like, okay, I'm I'm down for that. First round, no. But that's not the conversation anymore. That's what makes fantasy so cool.
0: And I I think it's also going to hinge on the fact of what – the Cowboys do this off-season to repair that offensive line. The offensive line is not what they had in 2016. It was a disaster this year. They need a new guard. They need a new center. I think they're going to address it in the draft and possibly in free agency. And I believe if they can shore that up, that'll help his value even more.
3: Yeah, we'll we'll see what they do at wide receiver too. It sounds like the the latest report is Cooper isn't going to be caught. I know they could save – some money and Jerry, million. yeah. And Jerry had those interesting comments, you know, about him a couple of weeks ago. Um, but really with the Gallup ACL and him just now having that yeah. surgery. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. I'm not a doctor, but, you know, the, the ones that I follow on Twitter are saying now this potentially puts him not until full go until like November, December um, or so. So, like, I think maybe they would have, pref- if, if Gallup was like healthy and ready to go, I think we could have seen Cooper moving on. But without that, uh, I don't know how they really can get away from him. Agreed.
1: That is, I did not know about that surgery. Yeah. He's just now having. Yep. Yeah, just I just
3: saw it today, man. It's Ridiculous because usually, like, you hear about these season-ending things, and then like the next day, it's like you underwent. The they haven't scheduled. Yeah. It was a bunch of like, I think it was yeah, said. major swelling or something. Yeah. So like, it wasn't like malpractice by the Cowboys or anything. It was just like a, unfortunately more messy ACL than usual on a freaking touchdown. Yeah, bitch. literally. What a beast.
0: That didn't even look like I've watched it a hundred times, and I'm like, <sighs> where did he? Where did he do
3: it? How did – yeah. That's great. And he
0: said he felt it before he even caught the ball, which is even more impressive. Those guys, it's just – they're different breed, man. It's
3: been great since he's a rookie. I mean, he's like the ultimate – like, you know, you want him to be like an overqualified wide receiver two, uh, yep. wide receiver three. That's the thing like in Philly. Like, we – Devontae is the man. Maybe he can just be a straight-up alpha, you know, kid. You know, I understand he doesn't – he can make a lot of plays at one hundred sixty-five, whatever the freak what <laughs> weight he is. Would it kill you to put on like twenty pounds there? Yep. Like even like C.D. Lamb, man. I thought as a rookie, uh, you could see, you look like string bean uh, out there for like lots of times. And then last year, just started to fill out a little bit more. So. Yep. You're not off the CD chain, are you? That's one of the most ridiculous storylines I'm seeing in uh, the fantasy land. I mean, you want to talk about available targets. Eagles are dead last. Cowboys are like third or something. CD is about to freaking eat in 2022. I can't
0: wait. I can't wait.
3: Down all you want.
0: I love it.
1: The amount that we've talked about CD Lamb in real life, CD Lamb in fantasy on this show, we have no choice. We can never sell our stock. (laughs) Nope.
0: We are in it for the longest. It broke, broke Aiden's heart in half when the Cowboys drafted him. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I can fell that far. I know. <laughs> oh. I
1: think about it all the time. <laughs> all
0: right, last all right, well, one for me is. Oh, you know what? Aiden, you go with yours. I will end on my question.
1: I yeah, let, we- let me talk on on this for one second, just to go off Zeke in the running back situation and stick with running backs, kind of. So I saw your L Patterson guy. I'm a sure. huge Debo fan. They've created that new position, which is like wingback. Do you see fantasy football changing the designations for these guys where they can play have like multiple designations? And if they do, how does that change fantasy football going forward?
3: I think they should for Debo and CPAP because they're getting the rush attempts lined up as a legit running back. It's not Mm -hmm. Robert Woods, you know, getting 20 kind of end arounds per year uh, or something like that. So, uh, I, I think they should change the position they're playing. Why would we like. We just kind of arbitrarily honor these positional designations. Kyle Pitts ran 80% of his routes this year in the slot or out wide, but we call him a tight end. He's going to make less money because he's being called a tight end. Same thing with Mike Jusicki mm-hmm. to an even – like larger uh, degree, we have video on National Tight End Day where Josicki like scored a touchdown, and then his teammates like National Tight End Day. And Mike Josicki himself said, "More like National Big Slot Receiver Day." Like <laughs> we just have these kind, and then like and then random like Taysom Hill will get like a legit tight end designation. So it it's clearly like they don't have like an actual process for deciding this, and they need to because we're starting to see these players like Debo, uh, you know, get through there. Debo's getting 10 carries a game as a running back. What more do you need? Like, exactly. what, what are we doing here uh, at this point? So, yeah, man, I mean, and I think it should just probably be a certain uh, maybe percentage of your snaps and have like a, a minimum like threshold or something like that. But in my opinion, if you're playing at least 10 snaps in this spot uh, or maybe, maybe we'll say 25 like percent or something, that's like more than just like a trick play uh, here or there. So it's one of those things where, and, you know, we can get something towards an exact problem process but it's also like we can pretty clearly tell the difference between these guys you know based on uh, the type of uses they're getting like we've gotten far enough uh you know with technology now to be able to do this and shout out to a uh, sleeper uh fantasy leagues i think they do a better job kind of updating their um you know just tools and kind of what they do better than anyone because they have like a tiered point per reception because one of my mm-hmm. other beefs is like how the hell is that six inch pop pass you know to Debo worth the same as a 40 yard catch downfield, like to ajb or whoever and they've made it so like Catches behind the line of scrimmage aren't worth anything, but all of a sudden, if you're 10 plus yards downfield, you're getting a catch. Maybe one day, a point per missed forced tackle or something like that. Like, you know, there's there's possibilities out there. I don't think we need to, uh, you know, just sit here and be like, oh, we mastered uh, the fantasy rules. Let's, you know, figure out what's going on, use our new tools and uh, get better.
0: We can always get better. I I really like that a lot. I love that. All right, last one for me before we get you out here. Obviously, we got to ask you about Brady. The GOAT retired. So do you have a favorite Tom Brady moment all the time?
3: I will say he lost that game. But that Broncos AFC championship when Mm -hmm. he just had nobody else on the field except Gronk. And this is probably like more dominant from Gronk, honestly. But they go together uh, pretty well. Like just watch – he had like a fourth and 15 or something where he threw like I thought the best pass of his career right down the middle where it was like three guys surrounding Gronk and somehow got it on him. And then fourth and goal manages to get it to him again. I didn't have the two point, but it was one of those things where I, you know, they were down 12 points with like four minutes left. You know, like, oh, is this over? But yeah. no, it's not over because Tom Brady's got the football. He does it again <laughs> in his last game. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys ever beat him. Never. His entire, Yeah. Never. Oh and six. Him his entire career. Unfreaking unbelievable. And I know a handful of those games uh, were from behind uh, as well. Mm-hmm. So, Man, the goat. There's there, there's absolutely no way around it. It's wild. Um, and it's gonna take so much for someone to even come close. The fact that he got like the two and zero playoff record uh, over Patrick Mahomes as well. Like it's just gonna age so well. I think oh, yeah. uh, going into the future. So, man, the 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 true goat. And it's wild when you look back on a couple like just you know a player to. And I guess. You know, having the Malcolm Butler, he certainly got some benefits as well mm-hmm. with the Super yep. Bowl. We need to point that out uh, if we're going to go the other way. With that said, man, like that second Giants game, Gronk was like an inch away from catching that, like deflected uh, Hail Mary, you know, some of the stuff going on there, uh, you know, the Eagles giving up 41 points to them and things like that. So mm-hmm. truly, man, the GOAT and uh, someone that uh, obviously in fantasy, you know, proved that you don't necessarily need to, uh, you know, be scrambling around all day to still have yep. a major impact as well, even into his age 44 season
0: crazy absolutely crazy all right so let everybody know where they can read your stuff how they can listen to the podcast where they can find you on social media
3: I heart it's twitter pff.com the pff fantasy football podcast great day to be great thanks guys fun all time up. go cowboys
0: Perfect. go cowboys appreciate it brother we'll uh we'll have to have you on right before the uh the fantasy drafts all uh, unfold this summer again oh yeah
3: man all year every day
0: Love it. (laughs) Love it. it. Appreciate it, brother. We'll talk (laughs) to you soon. Later, boys. All right, Aiden, another absolutely phenomenal interview. Thank you to Ian from PFF for joining us once again. I mean, we just keep cracking them out, Aiden. A-plus after A-plus after A-plus, and there's way more coming.
1: I love fantasy football and anyone who can talk about fantasy football with that level of enthusiasm that Ian did can be my best friend for life. And I truly, truly envy his job where he gets paid to talk about fantasy football year round and the advanced stats behind it. Like that is dream job material. He's living the life. And I know he's the fantasy
0: PFF guy, but you know, I had to, I had to drop the Trayvon Diggs PFF question.
1: Of course. Of course. It ties in together, obviously. It does. All right. So before we
0: get out of here, as always, I'm going to bring Vince in uh, for one of our TikToks. I mean, Vince found out today. uh, High school kids know us on TikTok. We're doing real Mm -hmm.
2: things. Got recognized today.
0: Big deal. We're doing big things.
1: How do you do, fellow teenagers? Pretty much. I didn't get the memo on the hat, young kid. Sorry. You got a haircut today and we did not. So this is just a cover up. Honestly. You
2: got like four or five years left of that at most, so I flaunt it while you got it. Listen, <laughs> turning gray, but it's not going. Right.
1: Once that once that kid popped out, oh, you're going gray, buddy. I got six weeks. Oh, yeah. great,
0: going. It's
1: been, it's been gray since the day I got married. <laughs> all right. What are we tick tocking tonight? All right. So came out today. Jimmy G said he expected to be traded this offseason. He would like to go to a contender. We'll see if that's possible. We're going to try to play it for him and see where he goes. So we are doing top three destinations for Jimmy G. Love it. Triangle style. I'll go first. We're doing three each, right? Everybody's got three each. All right, at three, I have the Houston Roughnecks because after this season, well, everybody said Jimmy G can't win you a Super Bowl, and then he went out and did not win the 49ers a Super Bowl. But, hey, Philip Walker kind of recreated his career for the Houston Roughnecks, so why can't Jimmy G? (sighs) Three for me. I'm going to the same
0: state, but I'm going Houston Texans. Uh, We don't know (laughs) what their quarterback carousel is. Will Deshaun Watson still be there but not playing? Tyrod Taylor is probably going to be out of there, so – I mean, he wants to go to a contender. What better place to go than Houston, Texas?
2: Uh, so, uh, number three, I don't have Houston, but I have the Washington Commanders. I think it needed to be addressed. Uh, we brought the name up earlier, but I think you know if he wants to go to a contender, why not go to a team that just changed their name <laughs> after not having a name for two years? And
1: mm-hmm. doing everything <laughs> else wrong. On
2: and, choose, and chose the wrong name. There were so many right names. They're like, let's go with the wrong one. Yep, might as well have just kept Washington football team.
1: Honestly, would have been
2: better off. Everyone would have just forgot. Yep.
1: All right, at two, I have the Denver Broncos because he checks all the boxes. One, he's tall. Two, he's white, and that is the end of the boxes for the Denver Broncos.
0: <laughs> two for me, it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know he's the betting favorite. In Las Vegas to land this job, no more Tom Brady. I don't believe they're going to roll out with Blaine Gabbert or Kyle Trask. I think they're going to be in the quarterback market, and they're going to try and get a vet because the team, I know they have cap issues, but the team is relatively going to be the same team, maybe not Chris Godwin, that Brady had there when he started. So that division is a complete disaster. If they get a competent quarterback in there, they'll be able to still compete and win that division.
2: Uh, number two, I have the Titans. Uh, everyone keeps telling me how great they are, and then they keep being not great. So, might as well upgrade from the Nissan Center to the Nissan Altima and see if you can go in a Super Bowl. That
0: trade, getting rid of Ryan Tannehill for Jimmy Garoppolo, is literally the Spider Man pointing me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in a great analogy, a Nissan Sentra for a Nissan Altima. <laughs> oh God, it's gonna, great. it's gonna drive. Yep, it's not gonna yeah. be the fastest. It's not gonna handle the best, and it's not gonna be the safest. Nope. But you could turn the key in the ignition, and it will start and drive down a road. And you might and the get ult- there. The Altima looks a little better, and like it's a little bigger. It's it's you know it's, that's driven farther in the playoffs. Exactly. <laughs> All right. At one, I have the Washington Commanders. Fresh start for everybody. New name for them, new quarterback, new uh, turning of the leaf for Jimmy G with a new destination that he can start his career anew. At one, I have the Washington Commanders.
0: Uh, one for me, it's here we go, commies, here we go. It's the Washington Commanders. I mean, there's there's no other way. To, I don't know how they're going to do their chance and stuff. Um, We saw their fans out there today trying to hype themselves up so hard. It was absolutely hilarious that they were trying so hard. When you could see it in their eyes, they hate it so much. Um, It's just the perfect fit. Like you said, it's a new start for everybody, um, and it's Alex Smith 2.0. So get Jimmy G in there and
2: keep this thing rolling. Minus the
1: 72 leg surgeries, but
2: yes. All right. At number one, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I think it's time to move on from Derek Carr. Obviously, he's a terrible quarterback. Not it's not a starting quarterback. I think if you're not going to start Marcus Mariota, you might as well just go out there and get Ryan Tannehill because that's what the Titans did. So, or, <laughs> <laughs> I confused myself. Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> might as well go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh so, you know, sometimes just sometimes you got a pathfinder, you need to get a Nissan Rogue instead. You never know. <laughs> your
1: car analogies tonight. That's that's
2: on my mind. No
0: idea why that's on the mind. Vince, thank you for your car analogies. Very much. appreciated. I always remove you and then you remove yourself and you pop back on the screen. It's great. Uh, you got anything else before we wrap this one up?
1: No, I'm good. Pretty light week considering we've got one, one game left and we'll touch on that next week without a doubt. Um, we have two games
0: left. Will you not be watching the Pro Bowl this weekend?
1: I will not. I will be blindly betting the over, as I always
0: do. That's what you got to do. Make sure you follow us everywhere possible. On Twitter, we actually still have... Our giveaway contest going, we hit the 1,300 followers, so we will be giving away a Devonta Smith jersey. Um, If we get to 1,500 followers by Super Bowl kickoff, we'll also be giving away a Micah Parsons jersey. We were at 1,502, and then we lost some of those goddamn commie Russian bots, and now we're down to 1,499, so we still need a couple more to get us over 1,500. So make sure you follow us on Twitter. Hold on. We're down to 1496. Ooh, 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 those bots. We're losing I was about bots. to say
1: that today must have been a bot removing day for the powers that be in Twitter. Not, not
0: good. But follow us on Birds vs. Boys pod. Follow us on TikTok so you can watch that Nissan Altima TikTok we just did. <laughs> uh, and anywhere podcasts are available, listen to us, Spotify. There's video there too, Google, Apple, wherever. And make sure, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's going to be a lot more YouTube content coming out this offseason not just full episodes and hey you get to see our beautiful faces so subscribe to youtube as well we will catch you next week as we preview the Super. Bowl.
1: chris hansen here and i'm gonna need you all to take a seat right over there and check out birds versus boys boy.
0: i think you're completely
1: right here and i hate it yep. hey, stop doing dumb things i got two phones. Ups on alert. Hops alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Dude, is gone. You know, if this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. That is. Be the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful Podcast. I'll be watching.